This is Pastor D.R.E. on the M.I.C. And this is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. How you doing out there on today? Listen, thank you for joining our broadcast on today. Uh, I have a, a, a great word for you that was preached not too long ago. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But I want to take this time to encourage somebody right now that, you know, one of the first scriptures I learned as a little child was, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And I want to tell somebody out there right now that your labor is not in vain. You know, I, I know a lot of times we we begin to do things uh, for God. We, we begin to walk in our calling. Some of us, you know, really trying to uh uh give god glory and and uh you know make sure our lives line up with the word of god make sure that we're doing something for god working for god and sometimes it can seem like that everything that we're doing nothing is happening it sometimes it can seem like all the work that we put in is in vain but i come to tell you on today that your labor is not in vain you don't know who you're affecting by what you're doing hallelujah you don't know who you're affecting by what you're doing you 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 may not even know they may not say anything to you right then right when you're doing it but you'll get the testimony later you'll get the the, the testimony later that you've helped them that you have blessed them understand that everything that you do people are watching and people are being blessed by you you know so always let God have uh, his way in your life. Make sure that your steps are ordered by the Lord. Make sure that you 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 make you you do things that will edify God because you don't know who's watching. And I just want to encourage somebody not to give up. Don't throw in the towel. Your labor is not in vain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. I want to share with you a testimony that I I received or that I heard not too long ago. Uh, For those that did not hear it on our weekend uh, podcast, I I want to replay this this testimony for you. And uh, I I know it will be an encouragement to you, but I want you to listen to this, this testimony. It is by Gabby. And she is talking about how God delivered her uh, from an abusive marriage. Uh, and I'm just going to let her tell it, let you listen to it. But it, it it was so powerful. And, you know, I dare not, um, I dare not give you all this, this powerful testimony. I want everybody to hear this testimony because how many know that we all go through? And, and sometimes all we need to hear is somebody win sometimes it don't have to be us right then but if i can just hear somebody win hear hear a testimony here where god has made a way for somebody else then it gives me the faith to, to the, the faith to know that god is going to work on my behalf if he did it for them surely he'll do it for me so i'm going to play this testimony and then we're going to get into the word okay i see you in a minute
Hello, this is Pastor D.R.E. on the MIC, and this morning I have a special treat for you. I have a, a young lady I met not too long ago, and one thing I understand about people in general, people always like to hear an inspiring story. People always like to hear a story where they see someone's winning, and I know that hearing someone else's testimony can inspire others. So on today, we're going to be talking with Miss Gabby, who is going to give us her testimony on this morning and hopefully it'll be it will be an encouragement to you how are you doing on this morning i'm doing wonderful how are you i'm doing good so you told me a little bit about your testimony and it really uh caught me it really touched me and if you don't mind i just want you to uh just give a little bit of your testimony or whatever you feel like saying on this morning okay okay um I, I shared that testimony with you. I was I, I don't know if I was just led by the spirit to do so at that time. That's how I was feeling. Um, but I have not shared this testimony with many people um, at all. Um, so I want to start off by saying I thank God for giving me this opportunity to share my testimony. And um, what I experienced um, through this was something great. And I just feel like I need to really share it and let the people know how real God is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so there was a time when I lived in Florida and I was in, it was my first marriage. I got married young. Um, and this guy did everything to break me. He was mentally, physically abusive. Wow. Um, and I, I was praying to God and asking him to help me get out of that situation. God told me you take one step and I'll lead the rest of the way. So, um, the last incident that happened, um, I, I knew it was it. My kids were sitting there watching this whole interaction going on with me, him and I. And um, I said, God, this is it. Mm. So the next morning I loaded everything I could in my car. And I said, I had no money. I had nothing. And it was just, God said, just go. And so I, I just, I left. And I said, God, I need gas money. So I went to the ATM, sat there in the car and just watched for a while just looked at the atm and i kept praying and kept praying and praying and um i said i need about 200 dollars to make it to south carolina so i went to atm and put in my card in and little behold i was blessed with 200 dollars to make it south carolina sorry about that we had a little technical difficulty um but be patient with us. So you were at the ATM. You you are at the point where um, you have experienced some things with your previous marriage and it's been abusive. And this is the time to go. You felt like the Lord was telling you to go. Yes. And so you had no money, but you went to the ATM. And so then what happened? I went to the ATM and, you know, before I, before I did that, I was, I sat in the car and I just looked at ATM and I was praying to God and saying, you know what I need. And so, um, anyway, I went to the ATM and asked for $200 and I got my $200 and I started crying. <laughs> and a lot of people make everything is, 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 is so true. And it's so real. And it's like amazing the things that God would do when you feel so desperate and alone and you feel like, you know, you don't, there's no other way, but there's God always. God is always there. And so when that $200 came out, I started crying and I went back to the car and the kids was like, mom, why are you crying? You know? And I'm like, I'm crying because I'm happy. I'm happy. Now we're, we're leaving now. So they were excited. I was excited. We headed 
Sorry about that. So you were heading to South Carolina. Yep, I headed to South Carolina and um, made it home. And um, the devil still was busy. Um, I found a job within a week. Um, and the whole time I was going back and forth to work, um, back and forth to work, it was like it, it, it was 30 days. And I did not know that the police officer, there's only one cop up in Chapin. Mm-hmm. And he watched me those whole, that whole 30 days, 31 days, actually. And he pulled me over. And he told me that he's pulling me over because of failure to change my tags and my, you know, license and wow. everything over. He watched me for that, that oh, 31 days. And um, what was crazy about it is everything that he stopped me for and, and everything he charged me with, I could got tickets for. The man took me to jail. He took you to jail. He took me to jail. And he requested high bond, which which was outrageous. Nobody knows why. But before he took me, you know, I was calling my dad. I was crying. I'm like, you know, I had my son in the back seat. I was giving to take him to my sisters, watch him, you know, while I go to work. And, you know, and another officer came on the scene and he stood out there. He was talking to my dad and he was like, he don't understand. He said he. He was arrested. He was the one that pulled me over. So he, he wow. got ranks and he could just, just give me tickets and send me on my way. But he did not do that. So when I got to jail, I'm, all this time I'm in shock and I'm like, Lord, I'm just shaking. I'm like, Lord, what is going on? I'm like, this devil is so busy. And um, the request, he put request high bond and the CEO that was, you know, doing my intake or whatever. And she said, that particular cop does a lot of us like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, she said between me and you, that. yeah, between me and you, I never saw this request high bond. She said this is outrageous, and she, so she said it's gone. And so you know, and right then I I knew God was still with me, but I was still feeling all alone. Wait, 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 wait. So they arrest you, they give you high bond, mm-hmm. and so the lady you were speaking to, she was the CEO. The CEO. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of dismissed the bond. Dismissed it, yes. Yeah, wow. Yep. Yeah, she, she, Look at she, yeah, she put a, a note in my file saying, request high bond. And she said, between me and you, I never saw this. And she mm. took it out. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be in and out, you know, quick. But some, some way, that was still busy. Um, I wasn't, I got there where I think the judge wasn't seeing anybody else for that day. Mm-hmm. So that means I had to sit. And when they told me I had to go into general population and everything and change my clothes, I was really starting to really go crazy then. So, yes, I was ended up um, into the uh, orange suit and I ended up down there with the um, people that's, you know, all in their cells and everything. And I'm just sitting there like, Lord, what is going on? Nervous, scared, trying to make phone calls, couldn't get through to nobody. Just nervous. So I, you know, and I went to my bunk. And I faced the wall and I just started whelm and just crying, just crying. I just trying to be solid because I didn't want nobody to, right, to right. know. So I, I crossed it. Lord, this is unbearable. I can I, I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm terrified, you know, you know, just being locked in a cage. You know, I, I, it, it was just awful. Had no control of nothing. Um, and the COs and they were guards taking the time, didn't care about you. They don't care about nothing that's going on. They could get in a fight and it, it, it doesn't matter. Mm. So anyway, 
I'm crying and I'm I'm like, Lord, you know, I, I can't I can't bear this. So all of a sudden I had got this overwhelming peace all over me. Mm. I felt two yes. I felt two arms actually lift, lifted me up off the side of my off of, off of the bed. And I I looked around and I'm like, it, it felt like somebody actually was touching me. Right. And little help there was nobody there was nobody there touching me and i sat up and that peace was over me and i i just knew it was god and i knew his angels lifted me just let me know i'm right here with you and i would say about 10 minutes later they called my name and i was just getting ready to leave wow and so that (laughs) and i said every time i i think about that experience that i experienced i I mean i just want to cry because it was so real I just want you to know God is so real even when you're in your darkest hours he's going to be right there and he never left me and that feeling that as I go through life when I go through anything bad any situation I know that God got me he's going to be right there regardless Mm -hmm. if I don't see whatever's going on around me whatever it is I know that he's got me when I experienced that I knew everything else in life was going to be good Man, okay, and so how long how how long ago was this? Uh, this was about ten years ago. About ten years mm-hmm. ago, and it still hits you mm-hmm. in that manner. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that you said that really, um, you know, kind of got me, or something I really thought about when you said when you was in the cell and you turned your face to the wall, mm-hmm. and you know we've seen that in the Bible. You know, I think about Hezekiah when you know he's told that he's going to die. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he turns his face to the wall and begins to talk to God. And so, you know, in the same way as Hezekiah did, you did that. You turned your face to the wall mm-hmm. and just really poured out to God. And I think that says a lot. You know, people have to understand. So I, I think a lot of people, when they pray, mm-hmm. they don't really pray. You understand? Mm-hmm. So it's like they're they're always, you know, when they're when they're quote unquote, talking to God, they're really not saying anything to him. They're more or less venting to him. Mm-hmm. But you actually turned your face to the wall and, and you know, immediately he answered. Absolutely. He answered. And so I think that's that's something that everybody needs to know. And I'm glad we can get your testimony because a lot of people don't think that God is real. And, you know, you was talking about the, the, uh, the hands lifting you up and how that peace you know, that surpasses all understanding mm-hmm. just came above you, came on you and made sure um, that you knew everything was going to be OK. But I, I got to tell you, I think some people, you know, when you talked about the ATM part, so mm-hmm. you had no money in the account and no you just went account. up to the ATM. No money in the account. It actually was an old account. I know it, it was nothing <laughs> in the account. Okay. Um, so when that happened, you know, I, I mean, I, that was just really confirmation. Like I, God said, go, it, it's time okay. to go. You did this. And I'm like, when I, when I tell you, when I packed up everything in my car and, you know, it, it, I'm leaving everything behind me because I, I was with this guy for maybe 10 years and, you know, he was all I knew and all I knew, all I had. And it was just like, I didn't care anymore. It's like, I'm putting, I'm like, God, I'm trusting you in this because you know, this is a hard step for me. It's, it's my kids. And, you know, they didn't really want to leave, mm-hmm. you know, daddy, but 
I, I didn't I couldn't put them through that kind of you know right, trauma right. no more. You know, it was it was awful. It was awful. So when I when God blessed me with that two hundred dollars, I mean, when I cried, I was just like, you know, crying tears of joy, like God, you know, I, I mean, I know, I, I know you. It's time. You saying it's time. You gave me this. You making okay. every way. He opened up every door. He made for a me way of escape to go exactly. So man, I did it. All you have to do is take that one step and just trust and have faith, and God will do the rest. And take that's that what He did. Step. Yes, yes. He so for it. those of you listen out there, you know, she took a step on faith. Mm -hmm. You can change your life too. You just Absolutely. gotta you just gotta make that step. You gotta you gotta get to the place where you're just tired. Mm -hmm. You know. And and I think that's where uh I, I tell people all the time, you know, I've I've had not a sim uh, um, a situation like yours, but I was in a place where, you know, I needed to get out you know I, mm -hmm. and, and you you know when you get tired you really don't mm -hmm. think about well what if what if that what if this right but you just make the move and that's what god needs you to do just make the move miss gabby i really appreciate your testimony and i hope this helps somebody if it helps you let me know let me know what you thought about our testimony but we thank you for your time oh no problem all right you, you have a good one you too all right Wasn't that a good testimony? And listen, that is not her only testimony. I, I really, you know, just had the the uh, honor of sitting down with her for a little while. She has so much to share to share, and I hope I can get uh, get her again one on one to just share more of what God has done in her life. And I'm sure there's somebody out there you may have a testimony as well. And if you have a testimony that you would like to share. By all means, reach out to us, hit us in our inbox, and I would love to talk to you, um, whether that be uh, on uh, Messenger or over the phone. I would love to talk to you and, and get your your testimony. But, you know, uh, it is so important that we let people who are hurting, let the masses out there who, who may be losing hope know that there's a God that cares about them. We got to make sure that we we put God at the forefront, that we don't let society or or trouble or 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 whatever come against the name of the Lord to where it 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 takes uh, it, it, it erases God's presence on the earth, that it erases God's presence in our community. We need God more than ever. And so that's why I, I play that testimony. That's why I'm going to continue to play testimony after testimony after testimony. And I'm going to give you some of mine as well, because God is not dead. He is yet alive and he's still working miracles. Oh, hallelujah. He's still working miracles. He's he's still looking out for his people. He, he's not going to let us fall. He's not going to let us falter. You know, the old pe the old folks would say something like he may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. And I can tell you uh, as a uh, I am a witness that God will not let you fall. I've never 
seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I've, I've never been forsaken. I, I've never uh, not come out on the winning side because I serve a mighty God. And I just want everybody to know the God that I serve. Hallelujah. But we're, we're going to get into this message. This message was recorded uh, not too long ago by yours truly. And it was, the title is Breaking the Cycle. And how many know that it is so easy to get into a rut? It is so easy to get into a rut. And, and there are reasons why people get in a rut or people tend to have uh, um, lives that aren't winning. They don't, they don't seem to, you know, they had that song, I'm living my best life. Well, there's a lot of people that's not living their best life. And there are a lot of people who may feel like they're under a curse or under uh, generational curses. And, 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 you know, some people just need to win. And, and, and that starts a lot of times by just breaking the cycles in your life, breaking the cycles that are contrary to the word of God. And so we just went into the word uh, and kind of broke it down. And, and after you hear this message, I, I, I hope that it blesses you. I hope that you really get something out of it, that that you find the answer. If you're, if you're going through a cycle of just not getting the best out of life, I hope this message gives you the answer that you need to start your life over again and be everything that God has called you and created you to be. So this is Breaking the Cycle by yours truly, Pastor Baxter. I will see you in a little. Amen. Amen. Before we get into the word, I just want to have a moment of prayer. Father, we thank you for this word that we're about to receive. Lord, you know how to make it happen. You know what to say to your people. You know what everybody is in need of right now, oh God. Lord, I thank you that this word should not slip. It should not just be a time slot in our daily lives, oh God. But we shall hear this word and we shall partake of it. We shall digest it. We shall live on it. And it shall bring forth fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Somebody say, I believe that God's word is true. It is the final authority in my life. Therefore, everything that God has said concerning me shall come to pass. Amen. Amen. If you believe it, you got to believe it. You got to believe it that everything he says concerning you shall come to pass. Can I just tell you something? That God knows how to give you the word that you need in the place that you are in your life. Amen. Amen. He knows how to how he knows how to encourage you before you even know you need encouragement. He's already sent forth his word. Hallelujah. So I thank God. I praise God. See, a lot of times, you know, I, I've been through little stages, uh, different stages in my life because, you know, each and every day I grow a little bit more. I grow a little bit more in the word. I grow a little bit more in God. And, and so when I was young, you know, uh, uh, someone would say they have a word for me or someone would give me a word and I would be so excited. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Whew, thank God for what he's doing. 
and, and, and then when I got a little uh, a, a, a little more mature and, and as the time went by, when I got a word, I, I, I would get nervous because I understood a lot of times he's given me that word right now so that I can push through the struggles or through the, the, the problems or the issues of life that is coming. And, and, and so and so right now I'm just like, you know, you get to a place when you when you as you keep growing, you get to a place where you say, OK, this is just the map of my life. He's given me this word to help me understand that I'm going to take you. I got this destination for you. Don't worry about what you have to face, uh, what you have to face, but understand the the destination that I have on your life. See, see, once you get once you begin to know God the way that you need to know God and build that relationship with God that you need to build, you you won't get so so uh, uh, bent out of shape when trouble comes, or you you won't get so nervous when you see trouble coming because sometimes that's uh, a lot of times that's how we lose the battle to begin with. We we get nervous when we hear the thought of a battle, or when we 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 see a a, a trial uh, coming afar off. We we get a little nervous, and so we get timid and we get afraid. And 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 the only thing that can come with fear is unbelief. So I dare you not to get uh 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 um uh, nervous or 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 to lose faith or to, or to lose hope in God. Understand that God has your best interest, that God has your back, that no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. I can just put the mic down right now because that's all I need right there is that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. Everything that God has said concerning me shall come to pass. I know it don't look like my season, but guess what? It's my season. I, I know on the outside it may not look like I'm winning, but guess what? I'm winning. You See, you got to understand that, that God's word is the final authority in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the final authority in my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit tonight. I, I, I normally start off with a scripture. But I don't have a scripture to start off with, so I, I'm just going to start off by, by talking to you. And, and, and what I want to start this conversation on uh, or, or this message on is cycles. 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 What are cycles? Cycles are your normal results. They are your normal routine. And so I, I want to talk a little bit tonight about breaking cycles, breaking the cycles in your life, breaking the cycles in your life, breaking the cycles in your life. You know, you see, the more I say that's a cycle in itself, breaking the cycles in, the, in your life, breaking the cycles that are contrary to the word of God. Now, uh, uh, everything that 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 is contrary to the word of God, because how many know that you are a winner? How many know that you are supposed to be blessed? How, how many you know that all power is in your hand? You got to understand that God has created you to prosper. And, 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 and so there, there, there are but but a lot of times there are cycles that that people have. See, it's OK if you have a cycle of winning and you have a cycle of success. But when you have a, a, a bad cycle, when you when you have cycles of losing, when you have trends of losing that it can 
can it can disrupt your life and 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 cause your life to just uh, uh, sputter in utter chaos because you have a cycle of losing. You have a cycle where it doesn't seem like things are working out for you. And, and, and so in, in order for in order for us to to be what God wants us to be, we have to stop the bad cycles in your life. Let me tell you something. It, it, God never created you to lose. Hello, somebody. God never created you to lose. God never created anything that is not supposed to prosper. Everything that he created, he said that it was good. How many know that you are good? See, see, everything that God created, he, he, he created it in his image, and he called it good. He never created anything to lose. He never created anything to be unprofitable. He, he never created anything to be unsuccessful. God created everything to prosper, everything to win everything to be victorious the problem is is why he has created this 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 awesome man or woman of god to be prosperous and to be victorious we had one anomaly in our life that started a cycle oh god Stay with me for a little while. It, 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 was, it was just one thing that, that happened in your life. You know, it can be just one thing, one, one event, one person that started a cycle in your life, a cycle of disappointment, a cycle of destruction. And, 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 and so what, we, what, what I, what I want to do on tonight is just discuss some of the things or some of the anomalies that have caused you to have a cycle of, of disappointment and a cycle that goes contrary to what God has said concerning you. How many know, how many, first of all, how many know that you are supposed to be victorious? Oh, that I, I heard one person. Okay, let me try this again. How many of you know that you are supposed to be victorious? Amen. You're supposed to be victorious. And we see we're going to deal with that in, in a little bit. But let me just start off with, 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 one, with number one. One of the things that stops us from being profitable or, or causes us to have cycles of disappointment or things or, or, or our lives going contrary to the word of God is attacks or trouble. Attacks or trouble. This is probably the most common way that people end up getting into a cycle of despair or a cycle of chaos, attack, or trouble. Because you have been attacked, because you have you have faced trouble for 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 not just a moment, not 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 just a moment, but for for. Shall I say for a, a, a season in your life, it, it has been a, a long, hard uh, um, a, a place in your life where you have just you have been in under attack for a long period of time. And because you have been under attack for a long period of time, you have found yourself in two. You, you have found yourself two ways. You have found yourself defenseless and ineffective. Because you have had to face 
the attack. You have been attacked so much, you find yourself defenseless and ineffective. It's kind of like a boxer. Anybody ever watch boxing or know anything about boxing? You understand that it is mano a mano. It's two people going at it. And, and, and so a person can get hit. The boxer can get hit so hard that it, it renders him defenseless and ineffective. And so just like that boxer, some of us have, have, have been hit so hard that it has rendered us defenseless and ineffective see people don't people who don't who haven't went through anything they don't know what it is to get hit that hard people who who i i, I see i see kids you know who who or, or young people who say well if it was me i would just do this because they haven't been hit just yet they've they've had a pretty good life they haven't really had to to do things on their own they've they've had a pretty good life you know their, their parents left them with something they they've had a pretty good life but there 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 will be a time in your life when you get you can get hit so hard that it leaves you defenseless and ineffective and it can be that one blow that 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 one moment in your life that leaves you defenseless and helpless i want you to to think about the illustration I just gave you uh, when, when we're talking about the boxer because notice I didn't say that he was down on the mat. It just left him defenseless and ineffective. See, a boxer can get up, and, and once he gets up, he can he can be in the ring, and he's standing there, but, but he's really gone. See, that's when the referee comes in and says, you know what? You don't look like you can fight anymore. I don't. I, I don't see that you're there. You know, you're you're, you're standing up, but your mind is gone. And, and so they oftentimes they have to call the fight. And so I understand that. But the people at home that may be watching the fight, they're trying to figure out why that boxer or, or why that fighter is not fighting back. And so just like that, there are some of us who have been hit so hard in life that, that we're just standing there. We're out on our feet. We're, we're really not even there. We're standing up, but we're not there because we have been hit so hard that we are defenseless and ineffective. And, and so people look at us and they wonder, why are you still doing the things that you're still doing? Why are you still dealing with the same issue? Why does it seem like you keep losing? Because they don't know that we've been hit so hard. They saw the blow and they see us standing up, but they don't see the pain. Yeah, I, you you see me standing up. You 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 see me up. I'm I'm not on the ground. I'm standing up, but you don't see the pain. You don't see that my mind is gone. H have you? Has anybody in here ever been misunderstood and and you wanted to say, yeah, I I, I know you're talking about me, and I I know you think I got everything going to go, uh, uh, everything together, but I'm really hurting right now, and 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 I don't know if I can last. I it took everything within me to get up, but now that I'm up, I'm defenseless. And ineffective. I'm, I'm defenseless. I, 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 I got my hands down, and so I'm taking blow after blow 
after blow. And, and even when I try to swing it, and when you see me swing, it doesn't have any power in it because I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm defenseless and ineffective. And, and, and so a lot of times when we're talking about cycles, this is how cycles begin because we have been under attack and we were not able to get from the attack. We just keep taking blow after blow after blow after blow. You know, it changes, a, it's, it, it changes a Christian's mindset. You know, you start hearing Christians saying stuff like, you know, every time I get up, it seems like I get knocked right back down. You start hearing little sayings like almost up, uh, sometimes up, sometimes down, sometimes almost level to the ground. We, we, start, we start giving a, a little hints that, you know, I, I might be up one day and I might be, and so we get comfortable being up one day, down the other day. You know, we, we start saying all kind of things. You know, uh, you know every time you, we, get, we, we, we get nervous about sharing our testimony because we, we feel like every time we give our testimony, trouble is right around the corner. And so we can't be the men and women of God that God has called us to be because we're worried about the trouble. With, oh God, we're trying to brace for the next attack. Notice I said brace for the next attack because the next attack hasn't even come yet. The blow hasn't even come yet, but you're, you're already you're already looking for you. You you can't even you 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 won't even muster up your strength to, to fight back because you're bracing for the next blow. I don't know if you've ever been there. Bracing for the next blow is it's kind of like a, a child who 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 knows they're in trouble. They they've been in trouble enough to know what trouble looked like, and, and so when their parents uh, before their parents even hit them, they're already uh, a crouching, bracing for the next blow. Are you bracing for the next blow? It's 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 the trouble, it's it's trouble in our life. It's it's the it's the attack that we go on that we that we have to deal with that oftentimes starts the cycle of despair that that starts the cycle of us not winning Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says for we wrestle, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places places so I want you to notice what you are fighting sometimes we we get so mesmerized by the weapon that we don't realize who's attacking us let me say that again sometimes we get so mesmerized by the weapon that we don't recognize who we are being attacked by we we, we don't uh, we don't recognize the attacker you got to understand that you're not fighting flesh and blood you're fighting uh, rulers in dark places. You're, 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 you're fighting principalities. You keep trying to fight the weapon instead of the enemy. 
Let me say that again. You keep fighting the weapon instead of the enemy. Your reaction is to the weapon. Your energy is going towards the weapon, but you're not fighting the enemy. Let me give you an example. If, if, if I'm a person who has authority, let's just say I'm the president and I order an airstrike and the airstrike hits the house, who did the strike? It was the president. He had power over the strike. Even though the plane dropped the bomb, even though the pilot flew the plane, it was the authority of the president that caused the destruction. And, and so what we do is we're focusing, we're looking up at the plane, not understanding it's, it's the one that sent the plane. It's the, uh, the authority behind the plane. Don't waste your time trying to fight the weapon. Fight the enemy. Tell your neighbor, fight the enemy. Fight the enemy. Recognize the enemy. You got to recognize the enemy. And until you recognize who the enemy really is, you can't have victory. Until you recognize who the enemy is, you cannot, you will not have victory. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So let me ask you, what weapon are you using? How do you fight? What are you fighting the enemy with? He says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Are you trying to use carnal weapons? You know you got an issue going on at the house, and instead of fighting, uh, 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 fighting the enemy you, and, and using your, your uh, spiritual weapons, you decide to use your fleshly weapons or your carnal weapons, and so you cuss out everybody in the house because you don't know which weapon you should be using. Hello, somebody. You're you, you, you using carnal weapons to fight a spiritual force. And then you say, Lord, why isn't it working? You, how could you bring the Lord in this when you didn't even seek God about it? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through who? Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I'm not fighting in my own strength. I should not be fighting in my own strength. I should be using uh, uh, God to do my warfare. It, I should be using the weapons through God. I should be using the name of Jesus. I should be using the word of God. What weapon are you using? That's how I become effective. By using the power of God to pull down strongholds. Make up your mind on tonight that you won't, you won't spend another day looking at the weapons or, uh, yeah, the weapons that are being used against you. Focus on the enemy and then you pull out your weapon. 
the word of God. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 91. Psalms chapter 91, looking at verse 1. 1 through 7. He says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Oh, God, help me in here. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor, the pe nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth, wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. It shall not come nigh thee. So how do I stand? Remember, I was just talking about the, uh, when, we, when we come under attack, a lot of times we become defenseless and ineffective. So, so how do I become offensive, and, and how do I have protection? It is by God. It is the Lord. Somebody say, it is the Lord. It is the Lord that gives me my protection. It is the Lord that gives me my strength. It is the Lord that gives me my weapons to attack the enemy. It is the Lord. Hallelujah. He, 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 says, he says, I shall dwell in the shadow. In other words, he is my place of protection. He says he hides me. Oh, God, he, he hides me. In other words, the enemy can't even see me. He hides me. And, and guess what? When he does see you, you're still protected. When, when he can see me, when, when I'm in plain view, I'm still protected. You know, I'm not a big Star Trek fan, but, you know, I've seen little small clips of Star Trek, and they would show the enemy shooting their lasers at the ship, and them lasers just bounce off. They just bounce off. Why? Because there is a shield of protection. Understand, you got a shield of protection. That's why we can say no weapon that is formed against us shall be able to prosper. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. The, the weapon can be formed, but it won't prosper. The weapon can be used, but guess what? It cannot prosper. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. He hides me. Hallelujah. He hides me. So he is my strength and he is my shield. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You want to know how you deal with an attack? Understand that God is your strength and he is your shield. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to use the weapon you, you, you really need to use. That why he want you, that's why he wants you to stay in your flesh. That's why he wants you to use your carnal weapons because he can, he can defeat your carnal weapon all day. And as a matter of fact, when you use your carnal weapon, all you do is give a place for the enemy and you help him out. How many times have you reacted in a carnal way or in a fleshly way and what was a small problem became a big problem? You fighting for the enemy.
And then you say, oh, God, help me. <laughs> you say, help me. Because because you you have you have wasted so much time fighting with your carnal weapon and 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 so you 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 help the enemy you you grew his 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 strength you grew his his power I I, I you know I, I'm trying to remember but I think it was I, I can't remember the character's name on Mortal Kombat but but he would be fighting these people and and what he would do as his finisher is he would take their soul and and I think now I'm I'm not a I'm I'm not a Mortal Kombat you know professional or expert but I think when he when he took their their soul he it actually empowered him and, and so that's all we do you know we're empowering the enemy every time we react in carnal ways He's growing and growing and growing, but use your weapon, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. Number two. Hallelujah. Things that begin, the anomalies of life that begin cycles. Number two is perception. 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 How do you see yourself? Number one was attack. If you're taking notes, number one was attack or trouble. It is the attack or trouble that oftentimes weaken us and, and, and cause us to, to have uh, uh, issues in our life. Number two is perception. How you view the enemy but more importantly, how you view yourself. Ask your neighbor, how do you see yourself? Oh, God, how do you see yourself? When, when you get by yourself and, and everybody's sleeping and no one's watching, when, when you get in, 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 the, in the bathroom or in front of the mirror and, and you get alone and you can really be real with yourself and when you don't think nobody's listening, ask yourself the question, how do I really see myself? And if you really be honest, some of you, it, it might shock you. Some of you, it, 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 it might throw you into a, into a fit because you'll realize that you don't see yourself being much. Oh, can we just be real? Oh, yeah, you look big on the outside. You look fine on the outside. Everybody sees you and says you're beautiful. Everybody who sees you says, oh, he's, he's or, or she is a bad man. You know, they can handle it. They're successful. They see all the good. Everybody sees good in you, but when you look at yourself, you don't see it. You don't see it. Numbers uh, uh, 13. Numbers 13, 29 through 33, I'm, I'm just going to read it for you. It says, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, 
let us go up at once and possess it. So we're talking about the children of Israel who are on the brink of going into the promised land that God has promised them that they have been freed from Egypt for. They're, they're on their way to their promise. They're on their way to their goal. They're on their way to their dream, their destiny, okay? And so, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him, oh God, that's why you got to be careful who you hook up with, that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land uh, uh, through which we have gone to search is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw, are, uh, all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, uh, and we were in our own sight. Listen to this now. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And so, yes, the enemy saw them as grasshoppers, but what's most important is how they saw themselves. Why were they not able to get the promise that God had for them? Because they saw themselves as being small. They saw themselves as being uh, unequipped. They, they, they saw themselves as being weak. How do you see yourself? Because God has so much for you that there's so much God wants to do for you, but it, it all depends on how you see yourself. Now, understand this. This is the children of Israel. The, the, these are uh, the same children that saw them delivered from a mighty Pharaoh. These are the same children that crossed the Red Sea and they danced on the dead bodies uh, of Egypt. They, 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 they saw the victory. And by the way, as I was reading this, I, I, I wanted to say, how did they know that that was the land? Because they hadn't seen it. They didn't have Google where they could see it before they get there. Everything came in place. Everything came to, to work for their favor. The only problem was how they saw themselves, their perception of themselves. See, we was just talking about you know, we, 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 I ministered on, on I Won't Be Denied on Sunday, and, and, and we were looking at this woman who had a daughter that was vexed with the devil, and, and because she was strong enough, because she was woman enough, because she would not be denied, she got what she came for. Nobody wanted to see her. Nobody wanted to deal with her. The disciples didn't want to deal with her. Jesus called her a dog. Everything was against her except how she saw herself. She said, I have have enough in me and I have enough faith in me that 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 you're going to do what I ask you to do. 
perception. But suppose she didn't see herself worthy. Perception. Proverbs 18 and 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Part A, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So every time you say something negative about yourself, you are putting that thing into action. You are building that thing. You are breathing life into that thing, into that negative comment. You are affecting your present. You are affecting your present and shaping your future by what you say out of your mouth. And, and let me tell you something. Uh, 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 a tongue with, a, with the wrong mindset is a dangerous tool. Oh, let me say that again. Uh, a, a tongue with the wrong mindset is a dangerous tool. It's a, it's a dangerous weapon because you don't have the right mindset. You got this mighty weapon called the tongue, and you just keep putting all this stuff in the atmosphere, and then you wonder what's going wrong in your life. You are affecting your present, and you're shaping your future. God told you that you would be blessed, but every time you say, I'm, you always saying, I'm broke. I ain't got no money. I ain't got enough. This and this and that. And you're trying to figure out why we keep saying money cometh unto me money coming from the north the south the east and the west and you ain't seen it because you keep blowing it away every breath you take you speaking against it so why would it come death and life are in the power of the tongue and if your perception is wrong if how you see yourself is wrong, if it doesn't agree with the word of God, you have did yourself a disservice. You have destroyed yourself. And then you have the nerve to call the Lord a liar because you ain't got the car yet. You call the Lord a liar because Boaz hadn't come yet. You call the Lord a liar because your healing hadn't come yet. Meanwhile, you forgot all that other stuff you said. All you think about is all you think about is Sunday morning and you being in the prayer line and somebody praying for you. That's all you think about. You ain't thought about all that time you spent in the car riding to work talking about what you ain't. You spoke it into existence. And you keep breathing. You keep bringing life to that, that negative report. You keep bringing life to that disease. You keep bringing life to an empty pocket. Because you keep talking about it. What are you saying? What is your perception? You know, I, I, there's, I, I <laughs> there's a pastor I admire greatly. And, and you know, when, when people hear him, um, they think he cocky. They think he real cocky. And, and because he seems so cocky, because he seems so cocky, Many people don't like him. They, they can't handle his style of preaching. or They, they, they just think he's, he's too arrogant. He's too cocky. And, and guess what? He is. He absolutely is. And I say that proudly. Why should he be cocky? He's not, he's not cocky in himself. 
He's cocky in the God he serves. Oh, God. See, people don't want to hear that. See, see, he, he's cocky in, in, in the God he serves. You should be cocky, too. You should be confident, too. And see, the reason why you get upset with people who who talk like him or or, or I'm going to go ahead and put talk like us and, 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 and have a problem with us is because you don't know who you are. You don't know the God you serve. And therefore, you don't you don't realize that I'm boasting in God, that I'm confident in God. You put it on me being confident in me. I'm not confident in me. I'm confident in the God I serve. Perception. How you see God, how you see yourself. I always, you know, if you listen to me to me for any length of time, you know, one of my favorite sayings is I'm a son of God. Those who are, uh, are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God, children of God. I'm a son. So if my father got everything, why wouldn't I be cocky? I didn't say nasty. I'm cocky. Hello, somebody. I, I, I'm not rubbing it in your face. I'm, com- I'm cocky. I'm confident. I know, I know my father. You the one sitting there wondering, uh, are you going to make it, even though we serve the same God? So let me ask you, what's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, they ain't like that, Lord Jesus. They ain't like it. But it's true nonetheless. Amen. Amen. I'll never forget my brother. <laughs> my brother, my brother, my brother. I love him. My brother said, I'll never forget. It stuck with me during his wedding day and he was making those vows and you know the pastor tells you to repeat after them and all that good stuff and 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 so you know they got to the part where he says he's supposed to say for richer and in poor and he said for richer and richer he said for richer and richer, and everybody laughed except him. And everybody might have forgot about it except him. Well, let me take that back. Somebody else didn't forget about it either. That was the Lord. Because let me tell you something, he is one blessed brother. Oh, God, see, they, they, ain't want, they don't want the truth. He said for richer and for richer, so he 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 left the he he disqualified the poor from being out there. We richer and richer. I'm mad because I didn't think about that. Amen. Perception is how you perceive yourself. Hallelujah. Praise God. Number three. Number three. Influence. We're talking about what starts cycles of despair and breaking those cycles. Influence. What you will or won't be is oftentimes determined by what you listen to or who you listen to. Let me say that again. What you will or won't be is oftentimes determined by what you 
listen to or who you listen to. Influence. Talking about cyclists. Influence. Who, who, who influences you? What influences are you listening to? Can I give y'all a news flash? Nobody's born a racist. Nobody. No, no baby came on this earth and, and, and said, why, and looked at a black baby or a white baby and said, Ugh. it didn't happen. No, nobody is, is, is born depressed. Nobody. So what causes that? It's, it's your influences. It's, it's your influences. It's, it's who influences you, who, who gives you, let me, let me see, who influences your ideas, your thought patterns, your emotions. I like that. Those who influences your ideas, oh, God, thank you, Holy Ghost, your thought patterns and your emotions. And if you figure out who really has who who really has influence over you, you will see why you act or 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 do the things or 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 you're in the place that you are in by your influences. Who influences your ideas? Who or what influences your ideas? Who or what influences your thought patterns? Who, who, who or what ha has the ability to, to impact your emotions? If, if, if you, if you watch, and, and it's, it's even with social media, because although we're not touching them, there are a lot of people on social media that have influence in your life. As a matter of fact, they call, I think they call them influencers now. If they want to promote something, they, they tag these people and, and, and have them influence because they know you listen to them, you watch them, you follow them. So, so they have influence on your life. And you say, child, please, I wish somebody who, who I don't even know had that much influence on my life. Well, you keep clicking. You subscribe. They must be doing something. I was talking to a, a relative of mine, of mine not too long ago, and uh, I believe we were talking about um, they had a a, a, um, a mini series about Emmett Till, and I told him flat out, I can't watch it. Not right now. Why? Because I got to go to work tomorrow. I, I can't have that. I can't have that. In the, I, I, I don't want I don't even want to think like that right now. Because what you see. Affects you. 
Now, now, don't get me wrong. Don't get, don't misunderstand me. I believe everybody should be informed about things that's going on. I believe that wholeheartedly. You should be informed. You should stay informed. But I'll be doggone if I'm gonna keep watching tragedy after tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. You know, you uh, one, one night I was, I was, uh, it was one of those nights I couldn't sleep, and you know how you can click on Facebook and you watching a dog video or a funny video. And then it goes into, it, it, it went into pro police brutality. And then the next video was police brutality. And then the next video was police brutality. If I keep watching police brutality, now I'm sitting there looking at the police like he done did something. He ain't did nothing to me yet. But I see him, I'm like, what? How you doing? Say, why you say sir like that? No, you going to respect me. He ain't say nothing to me. But I don't, <laughs> I don't watch so much of police brutality that I'm I'm on one, and, and so that that's that's how we do. We we have we have put in we we have had so much negative influence that we can't believe when God says we're blessed. Hello, somebody. We, we, we can't believe the positive things. We, we, we're, we're so, we're, we're so uh, uh, consumed with, with negative thoughts. You know, some of us need to cut social media off. Some of us need to cut some people off. Some of us need to cut some family off. Some of us don't need to hang around certain people. Because every time, I, I've seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it. A person can be doing so good, having a good time, in a good mood. They go to somebody's house, somebody house, and then all of a sudden, all hell break loose when they come back. What happened? They were filled with that foolishness. Psalm, Psalm chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1, 1 through 3. Hallelujah. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in, the in step. Oh, God, help me. Bl blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit, hear me, sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose life and who and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do. Prospers. If that if that don't change your outlook and change some of the things you're doing, I, I don't know what else will. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step, in step with the wicked. What does it mean when it says in step with the wicked? It's talking about when, when, when your steps mirror the wicked. When you, when you try so hard to be like them, when you, you, you're trying so hard to mirror their actions, you, you better be careful who you copy. Be careful. Oh, God, help me. Be careful who you copy because, yes, you can copy them, but guess what? You're going to receive the same thing they receive. 
How many times have you heard a story like this? There was a young man who had great grades doing what he's doing. You know, he's at the top of his class. He's on the way to college and everything else, but he's hanging out with one of his homeboys or someone he's trying to be cool in with, and, and, and that person is living another life that they're not living, and then on a Saturday night, all of a sudden, they get shot up, and the one who was living the good life, the one who was on his way to college, the one that was prospering dies. Why? Because they were mirroring the steps of the wicked. They weren't wicked, but they were mirroring the steps of the wicked. And let me tell you something. If you mirror long enough, you will become. Oh, I need to put that on Facebook. If you mirror long enough, you will become. Nor sit in the in the in the uh, in the company of mockers, you hanging around there, you you chilling over there. You you think because you saved and you got all this Jesus and you're a Christian and everything else, and and, and you got the 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 uh, Christian sh- the the Christian shirt on sale off Amazon that that you don't have no problems, you ain't gonna have no problems, and you just gonna always be this super saint, the devil. You hang around with all that foolishness enough, you will become. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you Bishop Jakes. And he would tell you that. I'm not going to be hanging around people who, who don't fit my lifestyle and think I'm going to stay the same. You fooling yourself. You can't be good if you're surrounded by others. Turn to, what is that? Well, you ain't got to turn there. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. We're reading 23 through 25. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur, oh, God help me, how, how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up, hear me, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. So so this, this scripture is for all those people who say, well, I don't need to go to church. I am the church. I can have church in my house. I can have church all by myself. And you are absolutely right. But that's not what that's talking about. He said, forsake not the assembly of, uh, of yourselves. Why? Because we draw strength from one another. Yeah, you can read the Bible by yourself. You can praise the Lord by yourself. You can even preach to yourself. But, but, but. But you have to, you, it, it's good that you be surrounded by other saints because we draw strength from one another. I need my brother or sister in Christ. I, I need to be there. Yeah, I can watch uh, a service online. Ain't nothing wrong with it. As a matter of fact, I hope you're watching right now. But there's something about when, when people come together, when they come together, when they come together, it's a different atmosphere. And I can draw strength from them. 
they just want your money. Ain't nobody want your two dollars. It ain't about it. It's draw. It's encouraging one another. Who do you have in your life to encourage you? Hallelujah. I, I get y'all excuse me, but I, I get a little, you know, hey, hey. Because I, I hear people make excuses all the time as to why they don't go to church. You know, it, it's, 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 it, that's, one, that's one of the things I have a problem with news. And, and I'm not excusing people who mess up. I'm not excusing what they did. But, but I do have a problem when they, they focus on one church or one pastor or one scandal. And they forget everything else. They forget about everybody else. But people will look at that one thing and say, see, that's why I don't do it right. That's why I don't go right there. See how they're taking it. Everybody taking everybody's money. The devil. We don't. Sir. Sir. No. No. We we come to church to draw strength from each other. This ain't a corporation, this is a hospital. Hallelujah. You don't believe it? Think about when COVID hit. I'm I'm so glad I'm yeah, I'ma say I'm glad COVID hit. I'm so glad it hit. So people can see themselves and understand if, if they take the time, they can understand why it is important that we 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 come together, that we not forsake the assembly. I, I've seen people who were so into Jesus and and was at every church service and and shouting and praising God. Them same people, you can't find them now. Them same people who, who used to have a, a righteous life and, and, and was all about praising God and living for God. Them same people out there up in the club just just done, did a whole uh, a U-turn. Then went back to Satan. They're having issues. Some of them may have not made the choice of, of, of going back, but now they're having so many problems. Why? Because they had no one to draw strength from. Bible says there will be a great falling away. I believe we're in it. I believe that was just the introduction. And so when I have no one to lean on, everybody knows there's strength in numbers. Hello, somebody. Who are your influences? influences you so number one was attack number two was perception number three was your influence attack perception influence attack perception influence those are the anomalies that start different cycles in your life. Because if you were in your natural cycle, if you were being what you were naturally created to be, you would be what God called you to be. And you would be blessed, be prosperous, successful, as God ordained. But somewhere along the way, 
One of those three started another cycle. It started another. It, it, it started another branch. It, it started another root somewhere. Take heed, take heed. But the but the the main point is you can get all you can get rid of all that if you seek God. You can get rid of all that if you lean on God. Make up in your mind tonight that I'm t- just like I started that bad cycle, or maybe it wasn't even you that started the cycle. Some of you are 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 in the middle of a cycle because it started with your parents or your grandparents, and and you're trying to figure out why I'm catching all this hell in my life because the 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 cycle, the root w- was was started before you got here. And and you were kept from it because God had you. But now that you you done made your own decisions, you you fall right back in the cycle. But all that can be eradicated by seeking God. Will you seek God? Will you pray? Will you will you when you will you earnestly pray? cause change in your in your in your house and in your life not only for you but for your your children and your children's children's children it can start with you somebody got to break the cycle somebody got to be strong enough and say it won't go another generation it won't stay in this house another year it will not come not my children. It will. It will not affect my wife. I. I won't allow it to. It's not up for debate. I'm not gonna sit there and say, "Well, we'll see what happens." No, I'm telling you what's gonna happen. It ain't happening. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, God. I hope that you got something out of the word on tonight. Praise God. Praise God. I hope that you got, I, man, oh, God, I hope you don't let this word slip. I hope you take heed breaking those cycles. Praise God. Praise God. What a on-time word that we need to hear, that the people of God need to hear, breaking the cycle. As I stated You're only one decision away from breaking the cycle. The same, that that same anomaly that started the bad cycle in your life. You can make a decision today to break the cycle. I hope that you got something out of the word on today. I hope that it was helpful, that it was impactful, and that you don't let this word slip because we got work to do, people. Break the cycle in your life. Don't, don't, what, what? What, what a shame it would be for you to be anointed by God and really never see what God has called you to be. Make the decision to break the cycle. That's all the time we have on today. If you enjoyed the message, let me know. Hit us up in the inbox. If you would like more information concerning Lord of Hope Ministries, hit me up in the inbox. I'll be glad to talk to you. All right. Until then, you all be blessed.